before God before we go into the message. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I titled uh, the message today because it was hard for me. I can't find a title. It's so difficult. You rack your brain. What's going on? Why can't I find the right title? So I just came up with something that comes to me. God wants to heal you. And he said, God wants to heal you. And that's easy. <laughs> I couldn't make it more. Pastor looking stuff. <laughs> so I just made it the way it comes. So God wants to heal you. Amen. And that's the truth. God wants to heal you. I just pray that God will let you understand that He loves, He He loves to heal. You can't read through the New Testament without seeing God reaching out constantly. And that's why Jesus was sent. But what's happened is we're looking at what we see with our eyes, what we see with our Christian brothers, and what they're going through, and we really wonder if God really wants to heal. There is a hero of mine, it's gone now, T.L. Osborne, I'm going to put his quote out there. This is so exciting for me. He says, once people are fully convinced, once people, and God's used this man in healing all over the world, he's known, even in Russia, they know of him. And this is what he said, based on his experience. He said, once people are fully convinced that God wants to heal them, so you know where I got my title now, right? They are fully convinced that God wants to heal them and that it is not God's will for them to be sick. They almost, almost, always, please say the word with me, always, always, almost always, receive their healing when prayed for, if not before. I've seen that. God healed the people even before I got through the message. And Georgia lady came. Uh, she had a heart condition. When we just started ministry. Heart condition. She was sitting in the crowd. There was somebody with cancer. All kinds of things. Deaf ears and all of that. And I prayed one after the other. Just laying my hands on them. And God healed them. And she sat there. And I'm thinking. I'm looking at her. Because it's a small church. What's the matter with this lady? Either you come up or you go home. And after we got through praying, she walked up to me and said, uh, I want to apologize and ask your forgiveness because uh, uh, while you were speaking, God healed me. So you didn't have the opportunity to lay your hands on me. I said, lady, you don't have to apologize for that. I'm glad that I didn't have to put my hands on you and, and yell a little bit. As if I'm doing something. So God went ahead of me and healed her. Pastor says, 
I don't want you to go back to Texas. Can you just stay with us a few more days? And more people were coming as God was healing them. So I know God heals. Amen. God heals. He wants to heal us. But the problem is, some are saying, God no longer heals. God no longer does miracles. So, the preacher that is supposed to bring us good news, now brings us the bad news that God has stopped healing people. Meanwhile, he tells you God has stopped healing people. Well, if God stopped healing people, then it must not be his will to heal people today. While he's doing that, he's showing you how to beat God's will by showing you the best doctor in town to take away the problem. Well, if God wouldn't heal you, why should anybody heal you? Why should you go to the doctor when God wants you sick and he has the power to heal you, but he's not doing it? The fact that you go to the doctor and God helps you out, says it is God's will for you to be well. So the pastors that say God has stopped healing, they seem to be telling us that in Bible days, when God was strong and energetic, He healed the people then. But now, He is the ancient of days, And he resents the energy that he has to expend trying to heal people. But the truth is, if you can find one person in the whole earth that's been healed by God, that says to us, God is still in the business of healing. If you can find just one person. Because God is not a respecter of persons. So if you can find just one person that God has healed, then it means God still wants to heal. And what that means, if God will heal one person, if God desires and reaches out to just one suffering soul, then it must be his will to reach out to all and heal all of them. So the preachers are not telling us the truth. And so that's where the problem is. That's where the issue is. They've, we preachers included, we've perfected this stuff about salvation. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ And you will be saved. Call upon him and you will be saved. And as soon as I get through praying with somebody who is crying and calling on God, save me from my sins, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, I immediately declare after the prayer, I know God has saved you. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. All of us, we've done this. Your name has been written in the book of life. How do you know that? 
You have any feeling? We're good at that. But I'm going to show you from God's word that just as Jesus bore our sins on his body, he also bore our sickness and diseases. On his body, the same body. The same body. The same body of God. He bore your sickness and your disease. So if God will forgive you by you just breathing a few words, why won't he heal you? Is it not the same body? This is the truth. Why they are saying God has changed? God experienced some do I mean, maybe I'll say the word right. Metamorphosis. You know what that is? It, it changed. But Malachi chapter 3 says, For I am the Lord. I do not change. That God is saying. For means because I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, for this reason that I do not change, you are not consumed. By sickness, by financial troubles, by disease, you are not consumed. Because God doesn't change. Just the fact that God doesn't change says you are not consumed. Not by cancer, not by arthritis. You're not consumed. Those things may attack you, but they can take over your life. Cancer cannot kill you. That's what God is saying. Because I don't change, you are not consumed. Sons of Jacob, we are all children of Abraham. Amen. Jacob, you are not consumed. You don't have an eating disorder. You don't have that. You are not consumed. That will consume your life. You don't have ADHD. And that's what they say. But that's not for the family of God. He is your God. God says, because I do not change, you are not consumed. You don't have that. You don't have panic attacks. Yes, I know you have the facts. Your body tells you that. But the truth is God says, no, you don't. And God says, let the weak say, I am strong. God's not telling you to lie. He knows that you are weak, but he says, don't say that, because if you say that, weakness will take over your life. But what I would rather you speak, say, I am strong. And he said, who determines who is lying? God does. And God says to say that, he said. He wants you to say, well, he says, I don't change. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, he says, and Jesus went about. All Galilee. You know he's still going about everywhere. Now he is here this morning. And if you are sick, he wants to heal you. And believe me, as I'm talking to you right now, God's healing you. We're going to stand up later. When you check yourself, you'll find that just by focusing and listening to me, the pain knows to run away. And vacate your body. Amen. And if he doesn't know, have good sense to vacate your body uh, after the message We'll come up here and we'll drive him out of your body. Or it, whatever it is. Because Jesus is the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same Jesus. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. He says he went about all Galilee, teaching, just like I'm doing, teaching in their synagogue and preaching. So he's teaching and preaching at the same time in the synagogue, the, the gospel of the kingdom. You know what that means? Good news of the kingdom. So let no preacher give you any bad news by saying God doesn't do this anymore. That's bad news. So I have to feel, I wish God gave birth to me or I wish I was born when Jesus was here in person. But Jesus says it's better that you don't see me in person. Amen? So he says he went about preaching healing. How many? All kinds of diseases. All kinds. Mental kind. All kinds. Listen to what he says. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. People were here. He is among us here today. He is not less powerful than he was in Bible days. He hasn't changed. Why won't he heal today? Doesn't he have people who are sick? He healed. Now, if he healed all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people, will there be any kind of disease among the people? They're all gone. They're all gone. All kinds, mental kinds. He healed them. Emotional kinds, he'll heal them. Anxiety, he'll heal that. Depression, he'll heal that. My wife was showing me something on uh, Facebook. Somebody was prayed for, I don't know what kind of condition, but it was some kind of uh, mental or emotional thing that started when he was a kid. Gone. Gone. We don't have those. No autism. You know why I'm speaking them? I'm challenging them today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you've been labeled that, today is the end of that. Amen. PTSD. PTSD. That's not from God. God's going to destroy that in your body today if you have that. This is the end of it. The Lord Jesus is showing up. Amen. He's right here. He's the truth. He hasn't changed. Depression is not for believers. He says he'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Say, I have received... The spirit of praise. Hallelujah. God has done that. We don't have to have that. All kinds. That includes arthritis. Okay? Shake yourself a little bit. (laughs) Shake yourself a little bit. Believe me. While you are speaking, the arthritis is gone. Try it. Amen. I, I like that scripture where Jesus looked at the man. He had the withered hand. You know what that means? Atrophied hand. He couldn't move it. And Jesus looked at him and said, stretch out your hand. You know what most people would do? I can't do that. Oh, you of little faith. Okay. I can't do that. He said, he instantly, the man looked at Jesus. Okay. Messiah. 
You told me to. I'm going to stretch the withered hand. Doesn't make sense, right? And he says, and he stretched it out. And the hand was restored whole, just like the other one. When did that happen? He stretched it out. Many times after prayer, Christians want to say, it still feels like, oh, God, did you just pray? Amen. I got to go. God doesn't heal anybody except there is faith. You have to have faith. That's kind of a scary word for people. How do I know if I have faith? You understand what I'm saying? I want God to heal me. But I just don't know if I have faith. Have you been there before? Am I the only one that's been there? I want God to do this for me. But I don't know if I have faith. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that God will keep his promise? That's faith. What are you looking for? Something to stir you up and make you feel, I really have it. If you believe God will keep his promise, that's faith. Expect him to keep his promise. That's what faith is. Don't try to stir yourself and try to, that works, okay? Just believe that God is faithful to his word. And if you respond, he's going to act. That's all there is to it. You see, Peter believed the words of Jesus. Well, he was in the boat and Jesus was walking on water. And Jesus said to him, come. That was the only word, come. And Peter believed that enough. He stepped out of the boat. I believe he walked on water until he began to sink. I believe he walked for a while because how could Jesus reach out his hand and help him up? If Jesus was so far away from him, he had walked almost close to where Jesus was. Yeah, he walked. All based on the faith of the master. Come. Just like the man with the withered hand. Stretch out your hand. It's like a chess game. God gives you his word and he's waiting for you to respond to it. And you're telling him, push again. He says, now. It's your turn. Do something about what I told you. Moses, stretch out the rod. You remember that? Moses couldn't divide the Red Sea. But he stretched out the rod. And God, if Moses did this stuff, right? And then it was God's turn to, suffer, to divide the sea. That's what happens. You do what God says. And when you respond, it's God's turn. He heals you. By just, that's just faith. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. If they were gone through some kind of argument, he'll stay there, never healed. He stretched it out. God gave him the word. He acted on it and God healed him. And the hand was restored. Simple. Don't make it too complicated. That's why we don't receive from him. We make it too complicated. We want to do something. So we can say, well, when the, master, when the preacher said, I, you did nothing, just do your simple part, okay? And God will do his stuff. There's no need to boast, okay? It's all about him. Amen. And we're going to see miracles here today. How many will agree with me? God's going to see here today.
Listen to this. It says in Psalm 119, verse 89, Your word, O Lord, is settled in heaven. God has settled his word. God spoke to Jeremiah. He said, God said, You have seen well. For I am ready. Say the word, I'm ready. I am ready to perform my word. He said, Jeremiah, your eyes are opened. You've now, you, you now know, you looked into me and you found out how I really operate. Yes, you got it, son. I am ready to keep, do my word right away to perform what I said. And he promised to heal you. Amen. So I know God's ready this morning to heal you. Are you ready to receive your healing? That's the time. You're ready. I don't care what you have, blind, deaf, it doesn't matter. Today, believe God as you are prayed for. And and God will never disappoint you. Let me tell you something. God told me years ago, I will never overlook faith. Faith is believing God will do what he said he'll do. And you act on it. Isn't that easy? It's so easy. We like to make it complicated. That is the simplicity of the gospel. God says to maintain that. He says God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is it the son of man that he should repent. Or go back on his word. He says if God has said something, he'll do it. If God has spoken, made the promise, he will make it good. And that's Numbers 23 verse 19. God will keep his word. In, in 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 56, God says, the peop- God was speaking through his people. He said, of all the promises, I got to go to that because it's really important. Listen to what it says. 8 verse 56, blessed be the Lord. These are the people testifying. The people in the Old Testament testifying about God. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people, Israel. May God give you rest today in Jesus' name. May you enter into his rest in the name of Jesus. He has given rest according to all. Notice, he gave them rest according to his promise. According to all his promise. That he promised to them. He says, there has not failed one word of all the good promise which you promised. So God's word can never fail. If it's failing, it's because you're not using it right. It can't fail. And there is no other way to use it but just to believe and act on it. That's what it is. You see, God has healed you. Not going to heal you. God has healed you. When you already have something, you enjoy it, right? It's a benefit. You have it. God has healed you. So in Psalm 103, verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Because God has healed you, God says don't forget the benefits. Who forgives how many of your iniquities? 
all of them. All your iniquities gone. We preachers understand that. We know that. All you need to do is confess, right? And once you confess, the iniquity is all gone. First John chapter 1 verse 9. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins. And then He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. If He's cleansed you from all unrighteousness, are you still unrighteous? He cleansed you from all of it. You are no longer unrighteous. If you say you are unrighteous, then God must have lied. Right? If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just, faithful and just to forgive you all of your sins. And then after that, not only forgiveness, He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And when you are cleansed from all unrighteousness, you are righteous. Say it right now. I am righteous before God. Some people say, well, I don't know about that. But it's true. God said so. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. (laughs) Even the way you feel is a lie. You are righteous if you have confessed your sins. But in the same way, he heals you. How all your sicknesses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So God's saying, I have benefits for you. Use them when you need them. When you need forgiveness, use it. Just cry out a few words. Amen. When you need healing, use that benefit. Don't forget the benefit. He's already healed you. That's what the scripture is saying. He says in Psalm 107 verse 20, He sent His word and healed them. His word, Jesus, His word. He sent, not going to send, He sent His word and healed them. You're hearing the word this morning. And guess what's happening? You are being healed. According to the scriptures, you are being healed. Revelation 13 verse 8 says that He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Before you were born, God had you in his mind and he made provision for your health. And when he built you, he built you with immune system to make you healthy. He did. Isaiah 53 says, Surely, no doubt, he has borne our griefs. That word griefs means sickness. If you look at the literal translation. And carried our sorrows. You know the sorrows there to me. That has to do with all this mental and emotional sicknesses that people carry. Wanting to kill. You have that spirit. You want to commit suicide. And it's coming at you constantly. Today, that's the end of that in Jesus' name. That's the end of that. There is all, they have all kinds of names. OCD, ODD, all of those. All of those, they're not for the children of God. They're not for us. They are foreign to us. Give it back, give them back to where they belong. Throw them away from you. 
Because according to the scripture, here, he says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Right? So you can see, you can separate them. You can separate them. We like to separate them. But Isaiah was prophesying what Jesus was coming to do for us. That was then. He was prophesying. He says, He was wounded for our transgressions. That's for our sins, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. That's for our sins. The chastisement of our, for our peace was laid upon him. What gives us peace? If you're sick, you don't have peace. And guess what? Your family doesn't have peace either. Especially when it's terminal. Everybody's worried. And guess what else is going on? Your money is going to the hospital. And they're helping you. So it's not wrong to go to the hospital. But if you are well, you don't have to use it. You can use the money better to take care of your family and your kids. But now you don't have it. You are compelled to let it go to feel a little better. The nurses have to be paid and they're doing a good job. The doctors have to be paid. They're doing a good job. But that's not God's perfect will for his children. God brings them in to help. And God uses them. I have a family of them. <laughs> I got doctors all coming from life, left and right in my family now. They're coming. <laughs> and they are going to make money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And rightly so. Okay. But it's better when God heals you. Amen. Amen. He stays. He was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. So there is no need to have mental trauma. I'm not saying don't go take your medicine. You go back and take. We don't advocate that. But I believe no matter what you got. If it's mental, panic attack, anxiety, bipolar uh, uh, syndrome, whatever it is, God will take care of it. Amen. God will take care of it. You have to trust God. If you are afraid, guess what? He's like, I don't know if God. That's distrust of him. And he sees it. He sees it. When you're a little afraid, that means you are unsure of this God if he's going to do it. That's not very nice in God's sight. Is the right word there. But when you trust him, you make him happy. Even in the presence of difficulty. Amen. You have to believe God and hold on to God. Yes, I believe that ended for me today. And God will give you a time. As the young man, God made him clear to him who was healed that this is it. So hold on to nothing of that nature. Those anxieties, they're not from God. They are from the enemy and they will die today in the name of Jesus. 
ADHD, that's not something to be pronounced over your life. Amen. God's freeing you today. Young people, we're free from that. That's the level. We'll destroy that this morning in the power of the name of Jesus. Notice he healed all kinds of disease. And all kinds of sickness. And he's doing that today. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. For us, whenever we are prayed for, we are always looking at two things. Feelings and when. Okay? But the Bible says now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of free healing. Not tomorrow. I want to be totally free from that today. In Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. This to me is, is, is really, really powerful. Because it's Peter looking back to what Isaiah had said. Peter looking back. He says, himself, notice you don't separate them. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sin might live for righteousness. He made that very clear. When you receive Christ, you died to sin. Because now you, got, you live for righteousness. But then he cannot let go of the other part. By whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah says, by whose stripes you are healed. But Peter says, that's taking place way back then from the foundation of the world. Jesus died for your wellness. For you to be healthy. And today is that day of manifestation. Today is the day you say no. You know, we don't, you don't have to shake. You don't have to have any feeling. Sometimes God gives feelings. But you don't have to have that. It just will be gone. It was there and it's no longer there. God wants to give you a brand new organ. He is able. Not all things are possible with him. If your thyroid is causing you a problem, God needs a, you need a new one. Can God give a brand new one? He created you. He knows about all the molecules and the atoms and all of that stuff. He can change everything. And he can do it today. I want to believe God that he is able to transform your body that he created. He can do that today. Give you a brand new organ. If you have a diseased organ and make you well. And you leave this place without it. All healthy. If we are willing to believe. Jesus said, if you can believe. What does that mean? Believe that he'll do what he said he'll do. That he'll keep his promise. A man said, I don't know if I have faith. Preacher said, do you believe God will keep his promise? He said, yes, just like I said. I said, that's faith. You don't need... Jesus says, as little as a grain, mustard seed. Do you believe? Yes, that's faith. Let's receive our healing. Amen. It's not a question if God's giving you. He has already given you. Because it says, by whose stripes you were 
healed. He has given. The only thing is receive. Amen. Receive. I want to close with this. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. He says, And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. They were sitting by him. He was teaching in the house. Which were come out of every town of Galilee. And Judea and Jerusalem, they were with him. And notice what it says. And the power of the Lord was what? Was present. To do what? To heal them. Amen. You know he's teaching this morning, right? Guess where he is? Where the power is? He's here. The power of God was there to heal them. But they were not getting healed. Except the fellow that was brought in and Jesus said, Is it easy to say to the man your sin easier to say to the man your sins are forgiven? Or to say to the man, Rise up, take your take up your bed and go home. As far as I'm concerned, they are one and the same, Jesus said. It's as easy to forgive your sin. It's easy to make you well. Even though you've been sick for several years, they're all the same. The power of the Lord was there to heal them. The funny thing is, they were all there. Most of them didn't receive their healing. Even though the power was in the house. They were busy arguing about doctrine. And went home sick. But the ones who believed. Don't know doctrine. But believed that Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today and forever. They went healed. The Lord's power is here today. To heal. Okay. He's here to heal. And I believe that he's already healing. Got no doubt about it. He's already healed. Those of you that have arthritis, can you there? Can you stand up? If you have arthritis, you stand up? Okay. Wonderful. Now. All right. That's wonderful. God's going to heal you today? What about you? What about you? God's going to heal you today? But let me, show, let me do something. Can you check yourself? Can you do what you were, couldn't do before? Is the pain still there? Just a little bit? Can we do it a little bit more? Yes. In Jesus' name, pain, I command you to leave right now. Now, check yourself. Do this. Okay? Is it still there? Is it there? Is the pain still there? It's gone? Can you see what's going on? He's already here. I'm not making him do it. He's already there. Now, can you do it? Move yourself a little bit. Is it okay? The pain is there? Okay, do it. Now, now this is what Christians do. Pat's not there anymore, right? Can you do it this way for me? A little more violence? 
Are you scared a little, a little bit more violent? <laughs> it's like we're getting, but he's here. He is here. You know what we do? After we leave the service, we are thinking, I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know why that's not good? <laughs> a double-minded person is unstable. Don't get double-minded. If he ever comes back, hey, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Get out of my hand. Now, Pat, would you wave that again for me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm picking on you. But uh, would you stand up, Grace? Okay. You want to come over here? Please just let, I didn't plan this. I'm just going as I feel led. So don't, don't just be, let's be in unity, amen? Because Jesus is here. I didn't plan this. You, how are you feeling? The pain still there? It's gone? Amen. Amen. Now that's wonderful. Uh, anybody with a back pain? Oh, you got back pain? Come here, sir. <laughs> we'll be calling our prayer partners. They are ready. Good. Would you sit down there, sir? All the way to the back. Can you, Pastor Hal, can you help me pull this leg up? Pull this leg up. Sit all the way to the back. I want to see how equal your legs are. This one is, this, that one is half an inch shorter. Half an inch shorter. I'm going to tell that leg to grow, and the pain is going to be gone from your back. Believe that, sir? Good. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe I don't have to even pray. <laughs> it's already equal. Pastor Hal, is it okay now? They're equal. I didn't get to pray. That's not good. <laughs> okay. Let me touch your back. That's amazing. It was about half an inch shorter than the other one. Father, thank you for healing him. Thank you, Lord God, that you're demonstrating for your people that you are true. Thank you. Stand up. I want you to be violent. Do this now. You won't feel the pain. How do you feel? <laughs> Truth? That's okay. The pain is not there anymore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer partners, I need you all to come. Okay, you got to? Will you sit down here, please? You say, I have no fear. You know why? Because Jesus is true. Would you come down? Come up here. You need prayer? Please come. Come up. Come up. Um, Angela, you want to help me, please? You guys can come. Yeah, let me see. There you go. Mm. Father, thank you. Thank you. Pat, put your hand right back there. What's going on with you? Yeah. Okay, we're going to destroy that today.